Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Yes, the green light's on for the green light on podcast slash vodcast. Uh, something a little bit new as I'm with my main man here, Smithy. And my goodness, mate, uh, we've gone from just a podcast to being in the flesh, in the sports bet studios in Melbourne town. Hello to you and welcome aboard, my friend. I'll tell you what, we're just getting bigger and bigger, oh. this green light on podcast. I'm very, very excited to be here. <laughs> Obviously, nice and kind of uh, the crew over at sports bet to, to allow us in here. But uh, it is a little bit different hearing me this early in the week as well, Jim. It is good. Good. Yes, we're looking at uh, Sandown Park, which is obviously what we do on this episode. But obviously, this is about being the, the big podcast that it is. And we're getting an exclusive this time, Smithy, uh, taking a look at the top 12 when it comes to selections for the, the three big group ones at the Meadows coming up. Yeah, exactly right. The Temley, the Rookie Rebel and the Zoom Top. They're obviously three time-honoured races. They've been around for plenty of plenty of years. They've changed slightly in the last couple of years from going from an invitational-only process to now the, the uh, connections nominate and then we select from there and we've uh, settled on a top 12 to kind of create a little bit more of excitement and obviously the, the final fields will come later in the week with the box draw on mm. Saturday night, but uh, it's an exciting time. Oh, it's an exciting time, hence the reason we're here in the flesh and I'm just having a little bit of a look around and I... I remember driving in here about 15, 20 minutes ago, Smithy, and just looking at the big buildings. We're both country boys at heart. I tell you what, uh, there was just this moment, like a a little inkling where I just thought to myself, I feel like we've made it. This podcast, myself, you, Smithy, as a team, we're we're slowly getting there. Certainly in the big time, but we've got uh, Ricky Ponting 2007 behind me, and that's probably what I'm most happy about in this studio. I think they've uh, they've done it nice and stylishly. I like it. It's a regal setup, but let's, let's forget about the setup, because this is all about announcing the top 12, and... I must say, Smithy, throughout the week this week, I've had a few people messaging me and they know that we're putting this podcast together and they're trying to get the inside info. But me being Mr. Integrity said, I'm giving nothing away. Now, you were kind enough to send the uh, the top 12 out. I think it was last night. We've had them for about 24 hours. But uh, you can trust me with your life, Smithy, because I mentioned it to nobody. I'm really proud of you, mate. It's, it must be a sign of maturity because I was a little bit worried. I was like, oh, I don't know if I should be sending these over to Jim. But I said, no, he's, he needs to do a little bit, bit of preparation, the professional that he is. So I thought I'd send them through to you and make sure that uh, we had a little embargo on them and make sure the announcement goes smoothly. But as you said, exclusive for Greenlight on podcast. Mm. It's uh, journalistic uh, integrity at its finest for hey, you, mate. I was really surprised you sent them through. But let's get into it now, starting <laughs> with the uh, the Tem Lee, the big one, 5.25, time on race, one of the, the races that can, can make a greyhound. And we saw last year Aston Rupee uh, got the job done. Uh, it's just a race that can then go on to, to develop the greyhounds into something that, that could become a superstar stud dog down the track. Now we're going to announce them one by one uh, and we'll have a little bit of a chat about them and then the market as well starting with the first greyhound. This is alphabetical order and you wouldn't be surprised to see it's Amron Boy. Amron Boy is probably at the top of many people's lists but we are doing it alphabetically. He's obviously the Silver Chief champ from not too long ago he was enormous in a phoenix and he deserves his spot in the top 12. Second greyhound to make the top 12. Not necessarily making the field, but they're in the top 12. So they're drawing closer, Smithy, as Baby JC. And she would have done herself no harm with a win at the Meadows Saturday night. Yeah, exactly right. She was enormous on Saturday night. She's won the Pat Haas Classic, uh, which is a bitches only race. She's been second in a group one. She, she's got plenty of early speed, so she doesn't look out of place in something Electrifies like the third greyhound in. WA star likes to explode out of the box 
and look for the rails. So if it does get a run, box draws are going to be important. Yeah, I'm sure Team Shinners will be looking for box one if they do get a run in the race. I think it's had 18 starts at Cannington over in WA for 15 wins, plenty of them being in top class. So it's uh, it's an absolute rocket from the West. Fernando Mick is the fourth greyhound by alphabetical order that makes the top 12. And I need to ask the team here at Sportsbet if I can get some bonus bets because I lost a bit on him <laughs> last night. Gamble responsibly, of course, but uh, in a heat of the Launceston Cup, I thought he'd win and he, he just missed. He was a bit unlucky, but we know what he can do. He, he, he almost won the Melbourne Cup. If it wasn't for Yachi Bale doing something extraordinary, he wins the Melbourne Cup. So Fernando Mick is the fourth one. Yeah, and of course, a Hobart 1000 winner, a Group 1 winner, uh, just over a month ago now. So he's uh, he's got plenty of talent, the old boy. Hey, they buggered up the uh, the recent golden ticket race, I reckon, in, in Queensland. <laughs> did you see that? Yes, I did. The dead heat and only one of them could go through, which was uh, Automatic entry into the yeah, gold bullion. Such, such an important uh, amount of everything riding on that really and uh, the greyhound that we're talking about now is Jay is Jay who eventually got that position into the gold bullion uh, will race in that race on Thursday night which we'll chat about in a moment but Jay is Jay uh, the fifth greyhound in now Kelsey Bale I'm going to jump ahead to this one because this is a favourite of mine sixth greyhound to make the top 12 what a star she is and, and her run behind baby JC Saturday night absolutely enormous so she goes into this a contender and I think when it comes to Kelsey Bale even though she won the the laurels at Sandown Park Smith Doggy Dog I think she's a Meadows dog through and through, and, and her form in, in Queensland was pretty crappy, I think. But um, back to the Meadows, she went good. We uh, we spoke about this last week. I think her record leading into the weekend where she got beaten by Baby JC, but I think her record was eight starts for five wins and a couple yeah. of placings, including an unbelievable run in the Group 3 Silver Bullet uh, towards the end of last year where she went 29.56, and it was a run that you had to see to be believed. It was enormous. McInerney is the next one in. Uh, million Dollar Chase winner. It's funny, this is a dog that we've all sort of thought it's not that good and then he just keeps getting better and he keeps on winning these types of races and I thought his run in the Phoenix was outstanding. So he's he's in the top 12 now, McInerney. Yeah, 100% Million Dollar Chase winner. He was placed in a top gun, very close fourth in a Phoenix between, behind three absolute mm. all-timers, really. Hall of Famers sort of calibre greyhound. So he, uh, yeah, he's an absolute cracker as well, McInerney. Country Cup superstar, mobile legend, uh, is the next one to get a run. And he's just taken the country circuit by storm. He won the, the Warrigal Cup, smashed them. Um, I'm wrapped he won the Terrelgan Cup because I was tipping him to everyone. He was he was $5 at the time and I thought he should be $3. And he ended up paying $8 top toad. I'm still scratching my head. I hope you took the unders. To be honest, I didn't have a bet, Smithy. That's oh. how well I'm going. But uh, I did tip it to everyone. So everyone's patting me on the back and, and telling me I'm a good bloke. But uh, Mobile Legend, look, he he's uh, he's the next one that gets into the top 12. Whether or not he makes the top eight is interesting because he hasn't got that city form. But uh, who decides the top eight, by the way? It'll be uh, decided by between the MGRA panel and the GRV uh, graders. So we'll uh, come together later in the week and decide that that top eight and finalise it all just before the box draws are done on Saturday. Okay. She's a pearl, the next one. Star from... Uh, New South Wales, but not as good as where she's fast. Oh, no. You're really trying to get the headlines, mate. Cane corns of the greyhound world. Oh. That is what you want. But, uh, no, she's a pearl. You, no, she's you can't a be, she, you can't be. Uh, you can't be too upset if your connection is that she's a pearl. She's an absolute superstar. Oh. And, obviously, we saw her run at a massive, massive third in the Phoenix as well. I'd, I'd be happy to own one that's a quarter as quarter as good as, as she is on a serious note. Shipwreck's the next one in. Goes around in the gold pool. You're in drawn box number eight. And 
What he did in the lead up to the the big races uh, here during the, the carnival in Melbourne uh, last spring carnival was I think he really announced himself that he can he can mix it with the best dogs in the country and he's not just a greyhound that we see do really well in Queensland. Yeah, exactly right. He's a he's a star. He's a very very fast animal. He just needs to get it right at the start of a race and uh, he's in every race up to his ears. Titan Blazer, the next qualifier in, uh, put Danny and Beck Gibbons on the map. This greyhound, uh, he, he ran a competitive race in the Melbourne Cup and he's one that we, we're just seeing seeing in all of the big races. He was disappointing in the match race last start, which from my perspective would be a knock on him heading toward a race like the Tem Lee. Yeah, look, he's, he's just Mr. Consistent, though. He's got that mid-race burn that you need to win these big races, and he just seems to be there and thereabouts every single time. So it's uh, no surprise to see him in the top 12 here. That's it? That's all? I don't know. I think you're missing one, Hang Jim. Hang on. Where are we? Sports bet. Sports bet love one greyhound, don't they? I don't know why they, we don't have their two trophies here. Well, I think someone's pinched them from sports bet, <laughs> but it is where she's fast, and obviously she is in the top 12, and, and I would like to... Look, I'm a betting man, Smithy. I would be putting some money on the fact she will make the top eight. I'd uh, probably lose whatever credibility that I do have if I uh, didn't make sure that she was in that top eight. But, uh, yeah, she's obviously a deserved, deserved top 12 entrant. Wow, she's far. She's an absolute superstar. Superstar. First $2 million greyhound, uh, double Phoenix winner. Doesn't get any better. Let's have a look at the market for this race. The guys at Sports Bet, the guys and gals have been good enough to to pop together a market already. Uh, nobody else even knows the field. Uh, but we came in here, we sort of made this happen, Smithy. And Amron Boy's the favourite. Now, the box draw is going to take place Saturday night, so we don't know exactly where they're going to draw. But Amron Boy, 3.30. Wow, she's fast, $4.00. Is there any value there? Kelsey Bale at nine, she's a Pearls five fifty, and and maybe Mobile Legend at fourteen. If if he can now go to the Meadows and get a start and do something pretty special, he's he's overs at fourteen dollars if he gets a run. Yeah, look, it probably all depends on the box draw, really. If Amron Boy draws one and some of the other uh, big dogs in like a Wow, she's fast and no, she's a Pearl, they draw outside, then he probably comes in in the market. Um, Fernando Mick obviously uses a bit of the track, so if he's in the final eight as well, uh, then he's gonna he's gonna play a big part in it. So it's a it's a bit of an interesting one. It's probably one that you do want to nearly wait for the box draw to come over the line and uh, and see the value and see it kind of play out from there. Was there only 10 in that graphic just then, Smithy? I think there might have been only 10. The other two might have been two bigger odds, so they haven't put those two in. I'm thinking that's the case anyway, Smithy. But uh, let's move on to the Rookie Rebel. 600 metres, intriguing race. And so often we see... Generally, you see a 700-metre greyhound try and drop back, and then you see those 500-metre greyhounds like maybe a French Martini who go, let's have a crack at the 600 and try and get out in front. We'll start with the first greyhound, A, for Amplified, another greyhound from from WA who who could run a big race in a race like the Rookie Rebel with that early speed. Yeah, exactly right. It certainly doesn't look out of place. I know none of these greyhounds look out of place because they're they're just unbelievable fields that we're, that we're selecting from. But um, Amplified, another one from WA, the WA dogs seem to come over here and do pretty well. We've seen Vice Grip obviously yeah. go over there, come back. We saw uh, plenty of greyhounds over the years that have uh, that have been able Were to do Were you around it. when Miata was doing what she was I, doing? I wasn't working in the greyhound industry, but I yeah. certainly uh, certainly was a fan of Miata. She's, yeah. she's obviously an all-time great Hall of Famer and arguably the best I, that WA's produced. Sandown did some kind of promo years and years ago with Miata, and I'm sure if, if she won 
the race, somebody had the chance to win a car or something like that. And I can't recall exactly, but I can't remember if she even won the race, but she was an absolute superstar Miata. And not only was she a superstar, she dragged so, so many people through the gates back 100%. in that era. We're probably talking 10 years ago now, but I remember going to the track and there was literally people lining up watching what Miata does. Like, like she was Fernando Bale and yeah. Fanta Bale and, and, where, and, she's fast caviar, and where she's fast. Those sorts, yeah. of, those sorts of animals that transcend the sport that uh, people just want to come and see. Yeah, WA have produced them. Tommy Shelby's another. Uh, Greyhound number two to make the top 12 is Aston Velvet. How could you leave her out? She won the, the Hume Cup. Brilliant beginner, makes her own luck and she'll be a contender if she gets a run. Yeah, exactly right. Mixes her distances and 600 metres for me is, is her best journey and uh, obviously we saw that with the Group 1 Hume Cup not too long ago. Without getting too much into uh, to the integrity side of things, does the win in the feature race last week for Black Sail, who we now announce as the third of the top 12, does that increase Black Sail's chance of getting a run in the Rookie Rebel, do you think? Oh, well, it, would, it would have to. I mean, you, you win big races and you, you kind of get put up in the books of everyone. So uh, winning a race like that, Black Sail, obviously, if it didn't win that, probably probably not thought of as highly, but it was a very impressive win and, and definitely comes into consideration. Dookie Devil. <laughs> What do you say about the Duke? Um, very, very quick. Tricks in the bag, but very, very quick. We all know trial was at 2950s or something in the lead up yeah, to the... Yeah, I think 2958 it was leading yeah. up to the... Uh, went straight into the Hume Cup after That's that. Right. So very, very fast dog, as we all know, and we've spoken about him ad nauseum on this uh, this mm. podcast over the time, but he's a, he's a very, very talented dog. You want to see a man who's a little bit disappointed at the moment, Daryl Holmes with El Dorado. I, I called the race at the Meadows. He is the fifth greyhound in, uh, and, and he looked deflated walking back from the from the the boxes on Saturday night, he had he had such a check at run, but he was such a big run El Dorado. And knowing that he raced in the Phoenix, he he raced and and won the the Melbourne Cup heat, I think, in the quickest time of all the heats for memory. He he could be a real contender, and, and to be honest, he would almost be my pick to win the final. Whether or not he gets a start, I'm not 100 percent sure because he hasn't got any real 600 metre form. One start for a third, but on what he brings he could be a contender. Yeah, it's a massive talking point. We'll get to another talking point next up as well. But mm. El Dorado, he obviously runs home in 1180-odd pretty much every start over the 500 metres mm. to my eye. Um, and I'm no trainer by any stretch of the imagination, but he looks like he's he's really looking for that 600 metres now. We saw him first crack at it on the weekend. Didn't go all to plan, but I think uh, moving forward, that's where he wants to be. French Martini up next, uh, star from New South Wales. She hasn't performed in Victoria, but maybe the step to 600 dragging her out in front could be the key. She trialled really well at the Meadows leading up to the and Top Gun and then went Top Gun, Melbourne Cup and just failed quite a few times. But she goes back to New South Wales. She's an absolute star up there. So she gets another crack down here. Uh, at least she's in the top 12 anyway. Great guy is the next one in. Uh, interesting type. Won a heat of the Sale Cup. I thought the run, uh, resumption run at the Meadows Saturday night was really, really good from this dog. It, it, look, I, I think he's going to be a 700 metre dog. Whether or not he's at the, the class to, to win a 600 metre Group 1 invitation, we'll have to wait and see. But, but He's a, he's a chance if he gets in there and he gets yeah, an inside draw Certainly too. talented. We obviously saw him through the Sale Cup series. He, he's a greyhound with plenty of upside and whether that is over 600 or, or further, uh, that's that's yet to shake out. But uh, he certainly, he doesn't look out of place. Mm. When you talk like footy, you talk about the Dusted Martins being just superstars, Nathan Buckley. Um, you, you, you were a fan of Nathan Buckley back in the days of footballer? I was, mate, yeah. Mate, not, not so much as a coach towards the end, but, <laughs> didn't uh, work out, did but, it, but as, a, as a player, absolutely. No, well, we're both Collingwood fans and I remember as a kid, all I wanted to do, I called it the Buckley Stab Pass. And I used to wander around school just, just Buckley stabbing. And, and I did actually accidentally put one through a school window once before, or a football, that is. We've all but, been um, Yeah, but uh, this, this Greyhound Jarek Bell reminds me of one of those types of players because he is just... 
he just finds a way. He's brilliant, and he just keeps on winning races. Um, we we sort of rode him off in the lead up to the Sale Cup, and you, you just I've been making this comment lately a fair bit. You can never discount a champion, you and can't. I said that about She's a Pearl recently in the the feature, the the Paws of Thunder. She wins. Didn't tip her. Wow, she's fast again in the Phoenix. She's the champion. She's the superstar of the sport, and they just find a way. Jarek bails that greyhound when it comes to this distance range, and I, I couldn't put a line through him. No, no, I don't think you can in any race. The the amount of times that I've left him out of my top four because he's been drawn wide yeah. or had a sticky draw and a, a wide runner on his inside or a railer on his outside and I've had egg on my face. So uh, Jarek Bale is, is as consistent as they come and he's, you know, let's be honest, he's probably one of the first picked. Yeah, pocket money, the next one. This is this is the smoky for Thursday night's race in Brisbane, the uh, the staying race. Third run back from a, a bit of a – or third staying run back this campaign. Um, we saw what pocket money did in the heat of the Hume Cup. Uh, went within a length of the track yeah. record. Diana Double One's record, isn't That's it? That's it. Yeah. Uh, who is an all-time great Diana Double One. So to get that close, smoky. you know you're going good. It's a smoky, I reckon. Punter's banded up next. I think this is another smoky. We had, I, I haven't seen the odds yet, but uh, Punter's banded. I think mm. if, if she draws down near the inside, she's a, she's a group one winner uh, already. Strong too. Strong, very strong. Looks a bit well, like a group two think. winner. I think it was. I don't know about that. But <laughs> group two in the. Uh, I think it was the Gosford Gold Cup or something like that. So stepping up to the six hundred meters, I think that's her go, and she's an absolute rocket. Biceps almost popping out of the shirt over there at the moment. <laughs> bit of time in the gym lately, or no? That's uh, that's been that hasn't happened for quite a few years, no, Jim. But neither uh, of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you that's what. Right. We're, we're they've somehow led us on a vodcast rather than just a podcast. I'm surprised. So it's not the worst yeah. thing ever. No, we must be looking all right. Stout Manelli's up next. Gets a gets a run in the top twelve, just a consistent type. Six hundred meter bandit should be competitive if he draws an inside trap. Yeah, exactly. Wins in WA, wins in South Australia, wins in Victoria, everywhere. wins everywhere he goes. Would win a race here if they. He they probably had a would track. if we if we put one on in the studio. There's probably not enough room for <laughs> no. him. He probably needs a little bit further distance. But yeah, uh, yeah he he's a good railer though. If you had a rail around this table, no problem. Wheel and go is the last one with a W to get a run uh, in the top 12. Not necessarily get a run. I keep jumping the gun a little bit, Smithy, but I am excited. Uh, wheel and go. Promising type uh, from from the uh, the Britain Kennel. Another one that I think a lot of these are going to rely on an inside draw, especially at that 600-metre start. So the top 10 is going to be intriguing. The top 8 is going to be even more intriguing. And I think the box draw itself is going to be even more intriguing than those. Yeah, exactly right. It's uh, they've, they've still got to get in. I know the top 12 is, uh, is nice to get into, but I, I'm guaranteeing that the connection sitting at home watching this or listening to this they uh they want to get into that top eight and they'll 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 probably as you said they'll probably all want an inside draw they will before i bring up the market smithy um who would you have as the favorite from that top 12 uh it's a tough one um see if you get a job here it's quite a wide open to be honest i think i think jarek's going to be in the top couple yeah okay i think that's that's my call i think he'll probably be in the top two or three um who's the favorite though i didn't ask you who's going to be in the top two or three say dookie devil's right up there dookie devil okay let's bring up the market now to have a look and it is dookie devil 420 and jarek bales in the top three at four dollars eighty any value pocket money 750 i reckon uh, thirty-three ninety-eight. I think the time was that he ran in the heat of the Hume Cup for memory. Um, if he runs that, he wins that race. He wins this race, no problem. Seven dollars fifty. Yeah, exactly right. If he runs that that time, there's not many that can run that time. We've never really seen it before, but uh, I think there's one on there that's not even on the screen. If he draws on the inside, if he gets a run in the race, Al Dorado, he's yes. crying out for 600. He's obviously a bit of a query dog. Haven't seen him much over the 600. Uh, that might be the value. Okay, so El Dorado not even on the screen. So that would tell me he would be over $15. Must be. If that's the case, I reckon we uh, we have a little dabble on the way out of here, Smithy. Uh, let's have a look now at the Zoom top. Stay is 725. We'll sort of spear through this one a little bit. Uh, starting with the first greyhound in Ariane Bale is a nightmare. 
hard to follow, hard to catch. I can't catch her. I tip her one week, she loses. I go against her, she wins. I don't really like following her, but <laughs> she's a good stayer. She is a good she stayer. She is. She's a good stayer. She's an out-and-out stayer. She's not something. Uh, she's not one of the ones that's going to be at the front at the start of the race, but mm. she will be coming on hard. Coolborn Magic, second greyhound in, Smithy, uh, star uh, from New South Wales. Arguably, I think in many circles, people will say that he's the best stayer in Australia at the moment, Coolborn Magic. So we saw what he did first up down in, at Sandown. He'd never been there either. No, he'd never been there. So he's got plenty of talent. Up third, Golden Quest. Golden Speed. Quest. She Speed. is the one that'll be uh, up the front leading if she gets a run because uh, she's electric early. Quarter, Mapunga Ruby. The next two in, they sit alphabetically together in this particular race, both prepared by Jeff Britton and Ange Langton, who we will have on the podcast, Ange Langton, in just a moment. So we will chat a little bit about these two runners who have made the top 12. But of those two, Mapunga Ruby is an automatic starter. I don't care what you say. I don't care about the integrity <laughs> she is in. Quarter, probably on the fringe. Yeah, look, it's the up-and-comer versus the proven talent, really, those mm. two. So uh, they've both got plenty of ability and both somewhat similar greyhounds that they lob midfield to to, to a forward point, and uh, that's that's their go. I've noticed something with the stayers. A lot of them can be hard to catch, and Maureen Susie is exactly that. Um, explosive win in the Top Gun stayers last year. Powers home, beats them hands down, and and then loses races at Geelong over 680 that she probably should win at about $1.30. That's, that's the type of dog she is, but she's very quick when she gets it right, very strong. Yeah, she is. And obviously the Top Gun panel got it slightly wrong, having her as the first reserve. Silly panel. <laughs> Silly, That's what happened when they got rid of me, Smithy. Uh, the reserves win both the Top Guns. I'll tell you Get what, me mate. back on. It, it, all go, I, it does all go I to want. show. It does go to show that from yeah, there's probably a first. Like, the first probably five are usually pretty easy yeah, to pick, but then easy. from from six to say twenty, any of them could go into the race and win. I was going to say all you need to get me back on that uh, panel is, <laughs> is I, I just want one free dinner, one free meal, and I'm happy, Smithy. <laughs> but uh, no, it is it is very challenging, and like you say, those last few positions could go. You could flip a coin half the time, exactly and, right, and it could go either way. O uh, O range, Queenslander again, early speed, led up last week, got tied in a heat of the Gold Cup in in Brisbane, but does possess early speed and is a greyhound that hasn't performed very well in Victoria, did trial, I think, pretty well in the lead-up. And if it gets a run, just just a bit of an X-factor runner who could get out in front. And a little bit different to a lot of these where he actually does like being drawn to the outside. So mm. it's uh, it's no no nothing to discredit him or anything if he does get drawn on the inside. But I'm sure the connections, if he gets a run, he'd, he'd like to be drawn outside. Tell me a little bit about Ritzer Piper. First feature win for the trainer, I think it was in Sydney a couple of weeks ago. What do you make of this chaser? Yeah, for Joe Scary. So uh, Group 2 winner at its last starts, at 14 starts. I think it's had eight wins and just running the hands off the clock. Breaks 42 seconds for fun at Wentworth Park, which only the best of them do, so it's uh, it's probably the the up and comer of the of the twelve here. What about Stagger Out Lee? Uh, I'll never forget the call of Dan Hibbert. Stagger Out Lee, wow! He goes to win the. <laughs> and I hope they had the audio turned down when I was about to just blaze away like that. But um, no, look, it, it just an exciting greyhound to watch. A little bit like a bold tree, swift fantasy gets back, and you can never ever completely write this greyhound off. Just a big heart. She just chases and she'll get back. Run on. That's her style. Superman keeping one of of the Gold Cup. Uh, strong win, defeating I think it was pocket money for memory up there in Brisbane. So that's a good form line coming into a series like this and maybe just peaking at the right time. It is another greyhound that just seems to win wherever he goes. He's obviously still on the up uh, on the up in his career but yeah, as he said, he's a, he's a greyhound with plenty of talent. Zar Bell up next. Uh, drawn from WA, 
another one that is extremely hard to catch, Smithy. I don't know what to make of Zarbell other than the fact that if this was a solo trial um, and the fastest time wind you'd speed start, backing, you'd yeah. probably back Zarbell. Yeah, exactly right. She's mm. she's uh, got plenty of ability and she's very, very fast. What about Untapped? Superstar Greyhound won the Sandown Cup last year. That's the last Greyhound to make the, the top 12. Yeah, I think everyone is, has a little bit of a soft spot with Untapped with the, uh, the story that she's got so many owners and so many first-time owners and they've just been on a ride of a lifetime and she's uh she's obviously an absolute top liner okay smithy well it is a it is a very very good lineup all three races are, are very very strong but here's the uh, the future zoom top market corborn magic well you you sort of made a bit of a statement and i reckon the the team out the back have heard that and said we better just shorten up corborn magic 350 at the top of the tree moraine susie 460 mapunga rubies 550 would you would you recommend any of those at value for the the future all ins at the moment Oh, look, again, it's hard to say. There's so many different form lines coming through. There's so many interstate greyhounds that are in consideration for the top eight. So until you have that, it's really difficult. But uh, some of the proven stayers at the top of the market there are uh, probably going to shorten up if they draw a nice box. I'll tell you what, that was big. Uh, that was absolutely massive, Smithy. Uh, the biggest intro we've ever had on the show. Uh, proud to announce and get the exclusive two on the top 12 for the three big group ones but let's get this show back to a little bit more a little bit more normality I guess and we'll go back and have a look at Sandown Park now and last week's run of the week run of the week Okay, Smithy, run of the week time. You've never done a run of the week at the Sandown Park Greyhounds and you look a little bit lost, uh, a little bit confused, but we're going to start with Modern Kalinda who won the Australian Sprint last week and let me tell you, this Great was a massive win. Ready. Have a look at this, drawn box number Racing. one. Modern Kalinda was only fair. Great speed out by Neo's going to fly over with Dynamic Prince. They bump into the first turn. Modern Kalinda charges through right there. Joliet Bale on the inside. Kai Bale, well back. He's no slouch. Zippy Tesla second last and Dynamic Prince has gone back to the my Neo, the leader. Modern Kalinda's now up on the outside and straight to the lead. Charged away. Put away My Neo and Kai Bale. Modern Kalinda's going to win the Australian sprint. Modern Kalinda first over Kai Bale. And I think Absolutely massive performance there no uh, for Modern Kalinda. Steph and Sam Tyler combining with Jason Thompson. Uh, just a a momentous effort really to come from behind and a greyhound that, that just looks like maybe, maybe now she's starting to put it all together. Yeah, exactly right. And I think I've used this line before, but I'm going to use it again because it's that good. But uh, Steph and Sam Tyler, if you could buy shares in people in the greyhound industry, mm. you'd buy shares in them because uh, it seems like every every next month, basically, there's a, there's a dog with the Kalinda tag there that uh, looks like a future top mm. liner. We've seen some absolute superstars, Kalinda Paddy, Kalinda Lady. Unleash Kalinda. Unleash Kalinda, obviously track record holder down at Healesville and mm. uh, and now modern Kalinda looks looks to be every bit as do you good. Know, do you know the key to their success, what it is? What is it? They were the first guest on the green light on Premier Racing Podcast, Steph there Tyler. You there you go. That has to be it. You can see why they've become... That has to be it. it, it it's got nothing to do with hard work or no. dedication. No. It's all about green light on podcast we first. We all know that. We all know that. Uh, let's have a look at Black Sales. Speaking about hard work, uh, Nettie McDonald, box number one. This was a and sensational win. Good speed on the inside from Black Sales. Going to drive through and keep the lead. From on the outside, Golden Quest. Shit gets to third. Wheel and go is next, followed by Aston Velvet. Then came Mapunga Warrior, who rails through. Behind them was Ailey Bale and on the off. But Black Sail is about nine lengths in front down the back straight. From Mapunga Warrior, who gets through to second from Schick. Then came Golden Quest and Wheel and Go. But it's a one-act affair. Black Sail is a mile in front. And Black 
Black Sail's going to bolt in by six or seven on Mapunga Warrior Photo Third. Brilliant win, Black Sail for Nettie McDonald. Well done to uh, young Ned again. Uh, just a regular on the show. I think Steph Tyler and Ned McDonald are two of the most uh, frequent uh, guests on this podcast. And you have to draw the parallel. You have to draw those lines together and work out there's one thing that, that creates success. And like you said, Smithy, not hard work. It is this podcast. But Nettie Max, a, a great young fella, great young trainer. And this Greyhound Black Sail, he has said to me for a long time, this is a serious, serious dog. And, and that was the moment that I think he went to that next level. Yeah, to beat a field like that by, uh, I think it was just over seven lengths, you've, you've got to have a serious, serious greyhound on your hands. I know, aided by the inside draw, but uh, if he can put it all together, Black Sail, he's a proper top liner. Smithy, we've looked at the futures down the track. We've looked at what happened last week. Why don't we take a look and try and find a way to make a dollar at this Thursday night with Thursday night's preview. Thursday's preview. Well, here we are, Thursday night preview time now. This is Smithy's first time taking a look at Sandown Park. He looks like a fish out of water in that blue shirt, <laughs> let me tell you. But, uh, Smithy, we'll start with race number one. You know the drill. It's the same as the Meadows, but just a different venue. Here's the field. Uh, starting with race one at 6.57, the launching pad March to April, mix six and seven. Thought this was a hard, hard race to start the night. I thought it was a pretty hard night overall, but I'm going with Slingshot Hogan, number six on top. Thought the win on Sunday was good. I don't think the track was super quick on Sunday therefore could be a progressive type. Yeah, I might have the white sh shorts on, but it's not the first time that I've done uh, sand-down form in my life, Jim. I am a, I'm a fan of the Thursday nights. This is a tough one, tough card, tough race, uh, but I think the speed's coming from the six and the seven. The two probably has the best draw, but I don't think she can run the time. So I'm going to go with the six on top, Slingshot Hogan. So we're uh, great minds in just for off the top. We always do. Great minds, great minds, great minds. But uh, race number two, uh, over the 5.95. Let's have a look at this one. Interesting race. The, these 5.95s aren't that strong, I don't think, uh, at, the, at the Sandown Park meeting on Thursday night. So if you've got a greyhound and your own one in there, you're, you're more than happy. I'm with number one, Pink Fedora, on top. I just think could get into a really good place drawn, uh, drawn the inside, and, and it'll probably go around at a decent each-way price as well. Yeah, I think there's no question that Serena Bale's probably got the most upside for this race, but the draw is yuck. On top selection, but I won't be putting any of my hard-earned on. Okay, race number three, my best bet of the night, this one. Uh, Springview Noah, drawn box number four. Rough shots, just really, really smart, but really, really hard to follow. Uh, and I'm, I'm keen on Springview Noah. I think we'll get a beautiful run. There's not a lot of speed in the race, so I think he could be second or third. And from there, I think he wins. Yeah, look, this is another one that I won't be putting my hard-earned on, but I've got rough shot on top. I think he's the fastest dog in the race. We spoke a little bit earlier about if you put them all one out, I think rough shot would probably be the fastest time. Tell you what, race number four, 5.95. I know you're keen on one here, but I like Valor Bale off the inside. A greyhound who's won nine out of 30. Uh, if you back the Delbridge runners, you know, and we, we've spoken to them a lot on this podcast, they, they work their greyhounds pretty hard. They're all very fit, and you know they're going to run through the line, and I think this greyhound will do exactly that. Yeah, exactly right. Middle uh, distance chasers and the Dalbridges, they just go hand in hand. But I am pretty keen here on Jackpot Joan for Glenn Dainton. I think it'll get a nice little run into the race. I've got it mapping as the leader. It's just whether these strong types that are going to be sitting behind us can run over the top of a slate. Valor bails straight past Jackpot Jones <laughs> and wins easily and just rubs a bit of uh, salt in the wound of Smithy. Race five, the green light on podcast mix three and four. I love the fact we've gone from the, the mix six and seven That's low it. grade right up to sort of the free-for-all company. Tricky little race, this one. Uh, Nitro Bale almost won a heat of the Melbourne Cup, was ran down by Vice Grip right on the line. Perfect colours, the, the key to the race, I think, drawn box number four. will push up the track. Nitro Bale will begin, I think, make contact with River Rough, and I just think Storm Stroller's going to get a soft lead. Now, 
I, I, I am concerned that if Nitro Bale can kick up on the rail, he can win it, but I'm going to go with Storm Stroller. I certainly can never find Storm Stroller myself. He wins so much, but I can never tip him on top. And this, for me, if I was having a quaddy, this would be a field in the quaddy. This is a really, really tough race. If I'm forced to have a bet, I won't sit on the fence like you normally do, but uh, I'll have the six to place Grace in shock. He just seems to be in good form and just seems to run places for fun. <laughs> I'm trying to work out, mate, how you can't catch Storm Stroller. He's won 18, That's what I mean. 18 of 39. Are you no good I, I, I reckon 21 races I've tipped him on top and I've never found him. It's a riddle black. <laughs> it's as simple as that he's a star uh, race number six i'm with zohar bale on top here drawn box number one i've got a close little asterisk watch on indiana phones in box number two because i thought the run was good from an awkward draw last time and uh, actually beat one of ours up the straight last time prior to that so two starts ago not really last time is it uh, smithy but i'm with one zohar bale with a, a watch on the two yeah, obviously drawn really nicely, Zohar Bale, but this is a race that doesn't have too much pace in it. So I tried to find the leader, and I think that's security man, new to the knot kennel. Obviously, earlier on in his career, he was running low fives here at Sandown. If you can go back to that, even a 510, I think, leads this race. So security man on top, probably an each way pricer. Race seven, 515, the journey. Jeez, uh, what do we make of here? Um, I think Make No Premise is the best dog in the race. Make No Promise. The draw is sticky. Zipping James in two pushes up the track. Tough Tears goes left. Russian Sub, I think, might be having his uh, 100th start in retirement because this race is called the 100 Starts Enjoy Retirement Sub. So Seems I'm, that way. I'm assuming... You're putting two or two together, Well, Jim. I'm drawing a line between the two <laughs> dots and <laughs> assuming that is, the, uh, that is the name of the race and hence the, the Greyhounds having its final start. So I might cheer for Russian Sub, but I'm going to go Make No Promise. But you, you, you're probably going to take an odds-on price on a dog that's going to need a lot of luck from the draw. Yeah, exactly right. It's probably not a price that I'm going to be willing to take, but make no promise he's clearly the best greyhound in it. Race number eight, I like Tinker Norm. Um, drawn perfectly in box number six. If you go back early days, this greyhound raced at the Meadows, explosive speed down the back, and I, I think box six suits him. His win at Hillsville was good last week, and I love the Hillsville form, even going from 300 to, to 500 in town. And, and the watchdog's comment is star prospect. Um, watch the clock if he crosses, and I think that's precise. I think, he, I think he'll win. Yeah, he was a second reserve in the Silver Chief and wouldn't have looked out of place in that race, which we know was really, really hot. His two performances at Hillsville leading up to this have been great. I think back to the, the two turns, drawn out wide, he ticks lots of boxes. Tinker Norm, surely one of the better bets tonight. Race number nine, sports bet, make it a multi. Uh, Lectra Teddy perched up off the inside. We'll chat to Jess Hopkins in a moment in regards to his chances in the race. Thought it was a tricky race. I'm going with the six uh, little tiger. We train the four Aston Roman, but he's, he's drawn a bit upside down there and I think he might actually make the race for little tiger in box number six who who might just be the class above a few of these yeah look i've got orbital bale on top 25 54 three starts go Huge. at geelong they don't go much quicker than that and since then has been beaten by revolution and rejuvenate who are two mm. genuine top liners so i think back to this grade in this company around two turns i think orbital bale if we can get out into a nice position we'll be winning what about race number 10 uh, i thought this was hard spots spots bet sports bet <laughs> BS responsibly. Which I don't think either of us do very often. No. <laughs> the BS we do. Yeah, just yeah, not the I was going to say, part. yeah, yeah, no, 100%. But um, who wins it, mate? It's a pretty hard race. I'm itching my left eye just trying to work out who's going to win this one. And I, I honestly, I'm going to be 100% honest with you, Smithy. I haven't marked anything in this race. And you know I do like to do that every now and then. You, you do sit on the fence quite often. I'm not going to sit on the fence because I don't like doing that. And I like being able to rip into you. I'm going to go with Cracker Jack King. The draw's not ideal. Impressive at the Meadows last start. Can't win. 
Can't win. Can't win. Is that because you backed it last up? Yeah, and I thought I thought it was disappointing not to have won by further, and I thought the race speed mapped to perfection. So I hope you don't get annoyed with me, Smith. No, no, it's a tough race. But I'm the boxing gloves, mate. I, I don't think it can win. I, I'm just not sitting on the fence like you. This is at what least I'm you've doing. had a go, I suppose. Exactly right. <laughs> Here I am. Uh, I'll go with number two then. Go see Katoni. Probably can't win. If, if the eight beats the two, <laughs> gee, I'm going to look silly. Gee, I'm going to look silly. We <laughs> might have to have a little side bet. I think you. I think we might have to. Well, we'll rest. Uh, we'll settle that after the show. What about race eleven? Greyhoundfacts.com.au you. I'm keen on Buddy Manelli here. There's a little bit of a whisper going around and it's more of a yell, the Greyhound trial while at Sandown Park because I mentioned that when I wandered through the doors here at Sportsbet and you, Smithy, being a Meadows man, I thought you'd have no knowledge of that whatsoever and you said no that uh, that came across my desk friends in high places but uh, yeah he was slow out in a tough race last week yeah easy I think yeah. if he can jump a little bit better he's quite strong so I think from the inside uh, from the middle if you can get down to the inside I think he can run a big race if he had the inside I think he'd be a really good bet uh, race 12 lucky last you at 10.45 again hard race Launard Express was impressive last time to win at the Meadows and I'm probably going to lean that way but not with a, a great deal of conviction because he's another one the form can be very up and down the win at Ballarat was sensational. He went 25 flat. Should be a group glass dog, really. And then form tapered off. He goes to the Meadows, dominates. When when the race was ran to suit him, there was a bit of trouble behind. He was left a long leader. But I think he has to lead to win. Um, that's the concern from box number six. Yeah, it is. I said last week on the on the Meadows preview that uh, this was his last chance he managed to win. I didn't think the time was all that impressive for, for the sort of calibre greyhound that I think he is. I'm still going to tip him on top. I'm giving him another chance. Another chance. Well, that's it. That's the 12 races done and dusted. This is the first time I can tell the producer. That's how big we're getting. Hit the stinger for Punter's Punting Club, please. <laughs> Punter's Punting Club. That is... I don't, I don't think anyone here at Sportsbet would have heard a jingle quite as smooth as that one. I don't well, know. they're probably not wanting to put their name to it, so we, <laughs> we might not have to uh, mention them for a couple of minutes because Maybe. they don't want anything to do with that jingle, but it is a personal favourite of mine. I like it. Uh, spend $50, Smithy. You know what to do, mate. Uh, the only time that you've had to do it at Sandown Park is this time, so I'm a little bit worried. You found form this year and then you dropped form last week, so hopefully... You find form again. It's as simple as that. Well, I've, I've put the white shorts on. I'm in the away. What's this white the shorts? Away rooms. The away, the away rooms. rooms. Oh, okay. The footy. The footy. You rooms. Used that Aren't twice, you? and I wasn't too sure what it was. Well, yeah, I didn't get a giggle the first time. So when you <laughs> when you have a little bit of doubt and no one runs with your joke, give it another crack and explain it. That's that's it a proven formula to make it funny. Race four, number five, fifty dollars the win. Jackpot Joan for mine. It's a tough race, but I I think it's the clear leader, and I think it'll be holding on late. So Jackpot Joan for me. I don't know if it can win, Smithy. Uh, that's that's my advice. But um, my best bet, Springview Noah, I'm going to have $20 the win and $30 the place. 20 the win, 30 the place on Springview Noah. But as always, gamble responsibly. Never, ever gamble more than you can afford to lose. But guess what? It's quiz time. Green light on. Premier Racing quiz time. All right, Smithy, uh, when we wandered in here, we had a little meeting downstairs and I said to you, Smithy, we're doing a three-question quiz and, and you dropped a, a bomb on me. Can you tell me a little bit more? Well, I, I'm sick of looking like the fool in this. You just throw out the questions and I'm the one that looks like a peanut. So I said, all right, if we're doing a quiz, that's fine. You ask me a couple of questions and then I'll ask you one. Okay. Only one. Only one. I've only so got one. For, no, I've got one for you. Okay. That's it. Just one. Well, here we go. For the people to play at home, we need you to, to use your buzzer, which is Corey. You know how this works. Okay. Question number one for you and the, the viewers and the listeners this time. What distance is the zoom top? It is 730 metres. Are you sure? 
I am I am very, very certain. I'm sure a lot of people weren't certain yeah. over the last 20-odd years, but it's now 730 well, For those who don't know, it is 730 metres, correct. Uh, but it used to be 725, but we haven't spoken about this for a little bit, uh, Smithy, <laughs> but can you just explain why the distance has changed since uh, the last just, 12 months? Just just wrongly measured a while ago. <laughs> so with the Isolinks data and things, we've uh, thought we better... Better update it just, and make sure it's all right. And now it's 730 metres. I just love the fact that for Foxes so didn't long, move. for so long, there's there's this bloke who's wandered around with one of those little things that sort of spins around. <laughs> and he's wandered around going 725, 725. Had a couple of cordials and got a bit wobbly oh, on the way it's, around. It's quite humorous. Question number two. Who won the 20, 20, 2018, 2018, I did say 2020, but 2018, Zoom top. She ended up being a $1 million earner. Oh, this is... This is easy. You've just uh, you've just given me a half volley here because she's she's my favourite of all time, Fanta Bale. Incorrect. No, because you never used your buzzer, Smithy. Uh, you, you rattled me then. I was like, no, I was so confident that <laughs> no, I'd got it right. That is correct. Last question. Um, you, you're two out of two. two this would be the first time I reckon you've ever got three out of three, and it'd shock me. Last year's Temley was won by. Last year's Temley was won by Aston Rupee. Correct. Again, Corey, no buzzer. No buzzer. No it's buzzer. Hard when it's again, only me. Correct. Well done, Smithy. That's uh, that's three out of five. Hit but me. I've hit got me a, your best shot. I've hit got one for you. Come on, hit me. So there was one. Gra- there's been one greyhound that was nominated. Well, invited to nominate for all three in one year. The Temley over the five twenty-five. The Rookie Rebel over the six hundred, and the Zoom Top over the seven twenty-five, which is now the seven hundred and thirty. That's a good question. <laughs> that's a good there's question. There's one greyhound. Um, Same year, invited what, what to all year? three. What year are we talking? 2018. Fanta Bale. Probably gives it away. Fanta Bale. Yeah. Would you have got that if I didn't give you the extra Probably clue? not, but no, no, no I do, rem- nice I do recall that. I do recall that. Nice little morsel of information. Because she won the Australian Cup. She, she could win over all different distances. That she was, certainly did. That's that why what? she's my greatest of all time. She was a champion. But that's, a, that, that's another vodcast in she itself. She was a champion. Okie dokie, let's turn our attention now to my favourite segment on the show. It is Inside Info, and not just one guest, but two I've promised for this uh, special episode, Smithy. And straight off the top, we're going to start with guest number one, not just a guest, part of the show, part of the family. Jess Hopkins has been good enough to join us once again. And Hopco Hopkins, uh, what's news? What's cracking down there in Cranbourne Town? Yeah, um, look, we're all safe here, so that's um, surprising <laughs> for Einburn. So uh, we're, all, we're all going pretty good and um, can't complain. Sun's out, so nice day. Sun's out, guns out, uh, just like my <laughs> co-host here, Corey Smith, who you know very well. Uh, Smithy's waiting to say g'day. How are you? Say g'day, Smithy. Go on. Welcome to the show, Jess. It's not often that we uh, we get to talk officially. Normally, it's you just hurling abuse at me on the side. But uh, obviously, Sheree and Val weren't available. That James tried to uh, ask you that your lovely mother or grandmother to uh, come on, and we were stuck with you. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, you know Jordan Pippen, and then yeah Hopkins. So um... <laughs> hey, hey, tell us tell us a little bit about this background because you and Smithy uh, mates for a long time, and you've raced dogs together, and, and we haven't probably told the family that on the podcast. Can you elaborate a little bit there for us, Jess? Uh, I think we've known each other. Well, I think Smithy was about six um, when you come to the farm. Yeah, with his dad, and we reared pups for him. Um, I think Bonnie was her name, wasn't it? Black yeah, and white. Bonnie bitch. was the first one. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, oh, probably seven or eight years ago, um, got a message saying, "Could you train a dog for us? We're looking for a dog." So, um, Smithy and I can't remember if Burjo went up with you to the ready to runs at Bendigo and bought Narendal, and that's how it sort of started again. And 
of course, we had group success, and unfortunately, Corey was slumming it in San Francisco at the time when Corbett, uh, <laughs> Corbett won the Brian Johnston. So it was just me on track with my big mug in the photo. So, no, unfortunately, known him for too long. Yeah, well, that's that's a common theme with anyone that's known me for for twenty odd years. But uh, Jess, we'll we'll turn our attention to your runner this week, uh, Thursday night at Sandown. Lecture Teddy, you've obviously you touched on. We won a Ryan Johnston together, so you you like these SA crossovers. Mm-hmm. Lecture Teddy, come over from SA. He's in your kennel now. He uh, it looks to be going pretty well. Yeah, look, he he has been, but he was disappointing on Sunday. Um... Obviously, he's actually never drawn box one, so that will be interesting on uh, on Thursday night. But um, his last couple, he has headed to the fence. Uh, his first, what, two or three in uh, Melbourne, he wanted to get off the track a bit, but I think he's uh, adapted now. But, yeah, I just talked to the owner after Sunday and, look, we'll give him a couple more and see how he goes. Um, if he sort of it doesn't get a bit more consistent, he'll probably head back to South Australia. But the ability's there, um, 306 of the Meadows beating... I'm not going to try and pronounce the dog's name. You Zoe. can do that. <laughs> yeah, Zoe Bale, Joy Bale. Um, so, yeah, he's, <laughs> um, he does go okay, um, but he's very, very green and um, he's actually still learning, funnily enough. So, mm. yeah, I think these SA dogs only get to go around a couple of tracks and, you know, they come here and we've got 12 tracks, so it's a bit of a shock to them when they go to a new track. Well, I just, just had an email come through that said, ask Jess about number four in the race, Aston Roman, trained by my <laughs> wife. Do you, do you see uh, the big uh, the big 39-kilo horse in box four as a little bit of a danger, Jess, or uh, just an easy beat again? <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll run at Shepparton behind a group one dog. Um, you've got to be a chance. I was actually going to ask you about it. If you can give us any inside info, you're, you're the – well, obviously, you're not the trainer. Um, the better half is, but – uh, I pick look, up the poo much better. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, well, looking at the race, I think the six and seven are our dangers. What yeah. do you think? No, I, I, I do yeah. agree. Little Tiger, a uh, little bit of inside info, flew in a trial on Sunday after the last, and Orbital Bales just got explosive early speed. But h- how do you see the race playing out? Obviously, you say Lectra Teddy's never had the red, but in the time that you've had him for your, your five or six starts, have you found that he, he wants to get down to the inside, or is he a dog that, that can sort of go from anywhere? Yeah, only his last couple he's wanted to get down to the fence. On, on Sunday, he ran straight off the two. Um, but he just got second start in a row. He actually got jammed into the rail. So, um, look, applicant, when it had the red at the Meadows, wanted to use a bit of the track. So I'm hoping it runs straight and can hold um, well, your big fella and those two outside out. Uh, and, look, Teddy will hold his line and hopefully push up a bit better than on Sunday. And, look, he's strong when he's in front. Um, when he's behind, he, he, he can just um, go through the motions a bit. But... He's in the first couple. He's nice and strong. We're recording this in the Sports Bet Studios in Melbourne. Uh, podcast and a vodcast, Jess. For those who don't know, it's not a, a drink with vodka in it, a vodcast. What it is is a video podcast. Uh, and we've got a little picture of you, and I think it might be with Panama Canal, a greyhound <laughs> that uh, you went on an amazing journey with. Can you tell us a little bit about that boy? He's now racing with Tony Brett up in Queensland. Yeah, yeah. I had a chat to the owners after that last win at Geelong, and we decided to – he was going to go up to Tony's – probably first or second week of January. Uh, but after that run, we decided to send him up there early. And I just said to Tony, he's just not ready for a 500. If um, I was going to get him ready, but if you're happy to get him ready for 500, um, you can have him now. And he said, send him straight up. So obviously he's not he's not going that well, um, but Tony's happy enough with him. So I'd say, I'd say his future lies up in Queensland until Tony's sick of him. Um, I'm not sure if we'll see him back in Victoria or not. Um, we haven't sort of discussed that. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, look, it's disappointing uh, to, to have him up there, but I think 
I had to do it. I think it was the best thing for the dog to, to change kennels and just see if that sparked him up a bit again. Because um, that night at Geelong, he probably should have gone close to the record. And mm. yeah, he's just um, yeah, he, he just got mocked over in that pink diamond final, and he hasn't really liked going in the catching pen ever since. So. Yeah. Well, good news, Jess. The regulars on this podcast, Team Dalbridge, they won the Melbourne Cup. Steph and Sam Tyler just about win everything. We've, we've sort of <laughs> drawn the lines. Uh, we've finally come to the realisation that the regular guests on this show are, are winning all of the big races and, and you've been winning everything, city races left, right and centre. But the reason I say that is I want one greyhound from you right now that we can follow on this podcast and call our own moving forward. Can you give us one? One to follow. Bobby Axelrod. Yeah. Uh, he, he's very good. He'd had one look at Ballarat. Um, he'd had 10 days off into it. Um, he was a bit sore, so I couldn't trial last week, and I was really crook. And so he missed a bit of work, and to be honest, I thought he'd run 25.40 on um, Saturday night, I think it was. It's confusing saying that at Ballarat. But, yeah, for him to run 25.04, um, no, he's a very, very nice dog going forward and still very young. And unfortunately, yeah, we've got to deal with probably – one off, if not the fastest dog in Australia, off box two. Mm. Um, ho- hopefully, he can miss a start and strike trouble. And yeah, um, we've drawn inside inside a fence crasher in Mr. Beats and outside a uh, bit of a middle track run and rejuvenate. So we need luck, but he's the one I'd be following. Well, good yeah. luck, Jess. Thanks for everything you do on this uh, podcast and all of the winners that you give to uh, to our loyal listeners and now viewers. Good luck moving forward, and maybe not too much luck on Thursday night. Let us win our first city race, please. <laughs> No worries, I'll just tell Teddy to stay out the big fella's way. That's it. Uh, good on you, Jess. Well, let's head from Jess Hopkins to special guest number two. Ange Langdon's been good enough to join us on the podcast. And Ange, how are you travelling? Uh, very well, thank you, James. Hey, we've got a we've got a lot to chat about. Uh, on this edition, we've had the exclusive rights to the top 12 for the, the big feature races coming up at the Meadows, the Zoom Top, the Rookie Rebel, the Tem Lee. Uh, we noticed that a couple of the star stayers are in there, Quarter and Mapunga Ruby. Bit of a two-part question, this one. Uh, obviously, they both go around in Brisbane on Thursday night. How do you see that race playing out? And secondly, you'd be pretty excited about their potential, I guess, chances of getting a run in the, the Zoom Top come that time of year yeah for sure james i've got i think they're very well boxed both of them you definitely want a quarter sitting outside ruby because he tends to stay off the track a little bit and i think she's got two slow beginners underneath her so from what i can see she's probably boxed perfectly but yeah we don't want to get our hopes up too high but um we can certainly be disappointed but uh i think she's boxed beautifully and hopefully look he ran a good race last week as well for first time traveling in a plane and you know being somewhere different all day but they did relax really well we had them up with family inside the house in air conditioning all day and you know they they traveled brilliantly once they got there so we were really wrapped with them well, Ange, it's nice to hear that they've travelled brilliantly up to Brisbane, but I want to know how you guys went because I hear you uh, combined it with a little bit of a holiday up there. Yeah, we did. Uh, we went to Moolabar for the weekend. Silly, we decided to uh, race the dogs that week as well, so <laughs> we probably took two days out of our holiday. But anyway, it was nice because we've got family in Brisbane as well as the Sunshine Coast, so we got to catch up with the family in Brisbane while we were hanging out waiting for the day to pass to go to the track. So it wasn't so bad after all. 
Hey, that, uh, that's obviously why people race interstate. I've, I've worked it out now. It's a holiday and a that's couple it. of days at the races. It works out well. Let's turn our attention to Thursday night, Sandown Park, uh, and you've got a lot of runners in. I'm not going to bore you and bore the listeners by going through every single one, but we will just rattle them off. You've got Mapunga Roz, Mapunga, I think it's Tess. Um, I've written these down and I can't read my own writing. Um, <laughs> Balone Boy, Weblex Scout, Roman Blazer, Go Seek Katoni, Mystic Moment. I hope I haven't missed any. Um, of those, which do you see? is the, the better chances to take home a race, a metro race at Sandown on Thursday night? Look, I think um, a lot of them are boxed well this week. I think we've been drawing some pretty horrific boxes lately with some of the young ones drawing out wide, which you really don't want to be. And look, particularly Mapunga Tess, she's got a lot of ability. And she uh, last two starts at Meadow, she's been in the last race and she's a she's a real barking machine. So probably the last race doesn't suit her. So I think drawing, I think she, from memory, she's in race two this week and she's drawn inside. So she actually has got a lot of ability, Mapunga Tess. She's a sister to Osprey Athena and Osprey Storm. And, you know, she goes as as well as anything so hopefully being an early race for her might suit her this week so she might be worth watching I'll tell you what, Ange, that's all we need. Uh, I've just circled Mapunga Tess. Um, I'm logging in now to have a little uh, responsible wager. So firstly, good luck with Thursday night. Uh, racing yeah, in Melbourne, you. racing in Brisbane, and just quietly, uh, I'm here with Smithy recording, and we're both, I think, pretty keen on Mapunga Ruby to win that race. And I think you analyse the race to perfection. The red, the two will miss the kick in Brisbane in that Gold Cup, and Mapunga Ruby cherry ripe. One last question, though, I do want to know. I've made a comment this week that I think Mapunga Ruby is the fittest that we've seen her in some time. Um, obviously, it's hard because she's so highly graded that there wouldn't be just grade five staying races available for her. But I feel like she's got the most amount of continuous racing under her belt that we've seen for some time. Look, I think she's going extremely well. Mm. She's had a lot of work up the straight and she's had the odd trial, uh, you know, on the tracks in Melbourne simply to keep her fit because when you get up in grade in Victoria, unfortunately, we just don't have the races for the dogs. And it's like Osprey Storm now, he's such a high grade that, you know, didn't get a start this week, which is really disappointing because it's hard to keep them up and, you know, get good form for those selective races that are coming up even at Meadows to get chosen in them. You really like to have a bit of form on the board. And once they get out of those, low grades here we don't seem to put races on and cater for these dogs which is really disappointing because if you go to brisbane or angle adelaide you know they they put dogs in even if it's a four dog race they Mm. put the races on to keep those top grade dogs running and we seem to do the opposite down here in victoria and it's a real for me it's a real bugbear i think i've brought this up for many years now we seem to once we have these high grade dogs we don't seem to look after them as well as far as I'm concerned and it's really hard to keep dogs up at that peak level when they're not racing all the time but look Ruby's going terrific for a little girl that's getting on in age and she's just done such a super job and look my little heart thinks I hope really hope she can take it out on Thursday night because she really deserves to win that race. Good on your Ange I'm cheering for you and so Smithy all the best. Thanks very much, guys. Well, there we go. That wraps up the Green Light on Premier Racing Podcast. Podcast, Smithy, it's been good fun. And I was a little bit concerned then when Anne said uh, she's a barking machine. I thought she said she's a something else machine. And I was like, hang on a second. Where have we gone there? But she didn't, thankfully. No, she didn't. She's uh, she's she's a genius is what she is. She is. She's a very intelligent woman, which uh, in the conversation with us three, she's, she's clearly she at the top of the pecking order yeah, by a long way. Something like that, I think, mm. yeah. 
a lab or something like that. She's an absolute genius. That's what I've been told. Well, it's been great fun getting to know you in the flesh, sitting here, enjoying this. Look at the, the lovely green light on imagery around, mate. It's been uh, it's been one hell of a show. It's a big show, a long show, but we had a lot to get through. So thanks for coming in. And We did. We had, yeah. we had plenty to get plenty. through. And I don't think there was too many people that were asking for us to get our mugs in front of the, the TV, but hopefully they're, they're, everyone enjoys it and we keep gr- growing this wonderful podcast because it's uh, plenty of fun each and every week. Good on you, Smithy. Good luck, safe travelling and happy punting. 